With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
But uh, tonight, folks, we're going to be in uh, the book of Enoch and uh, pick up where we left off. We're in the underworld part of the book of Enoch, and I've got some good news for y'all. Brother Brian is going to start getting to see his kids again. It looks like the Lord's answered our prayer about that, which was that, which is absolutely Hallelujah. phenomenal. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, uh, yes, and maybe Brother Brian will be back with us before too long, but I got an email from him uh, uh, on Facebook and also in my email account. He told me that, and I thought y'all would like to know. The Lord just keeps on answering prayer right and left, and uh, and maybe it'll all be resolved before too long. Praise God. Praise God. That is, that is a blessing. That is just, oh, man. It'll be good to get Brother Brian back into the congregation. I'll be glad to see him back. He was always so faithful. I'll be glad when he gets that computer mess straightened out. Anyway, I would, uh, if anybody's got any prayer requests tonight, be sure and uh, I'll give you a little while to uh, write them down. Anybody's got any family that's sick or anything that needs prayer, let us know. Write them down now. We'll, we'll cover it when we open in prayer. I would also like you not to forget the two prayer requests that I asked for the other night, the unspoken uh, prayer request and the uh, request on about the driving stuff. I appreciate that very much. They, they're both deadly serious. So, anyway... Wait a few minutes and see if anybody's got anything there. Brother Dave, you can go ahead and pull up what you sent me on an uh, email that where it's talking about the Son of Man. Brother Dave. From Enoch, right? Yes, yes. Uh, unless, unless you've already you've got the chapters, you know the chapters and verses to go to. Uh, no, not off my heart, sorry. Have you still got the email? I believe so. Okay. Take a few minutes. Probably. Okay, sure. Go ahead. We'll give folks a few minutes to write down any prayer requests if they have any. But um, other than that, I hope all y'all had a have had a good weekend. I hope you're the ones that weren't here Friday night. I hope your week went well. Hope you're in as good health as possible. And if you're not, if you're having problems with your health, please let us know so we can pray about it. Appreciate it very much. It, see, because it, it's an honor to be able to pray for your brothers and sisters. It's part of supplicatory prayer. And supplication is one of the commandments for New Testament Christian. Supplicatory prayer. See, what was I going to say something about? Oh, yeah, and some, and some more news that I haven't mentioned to anyone because it just happened this afternoon. I was going back through Ezekiel chapter 30. I think it's just started in 30, in 29 or 30. And as I went through, I went from 30 to chapter 40 about four or five different times and some lights turned on that I haven't seen before in connection with them um, that just verifies what we teach here concerning Ezekiel 40 through 48 
also tied in with the book of Isaiah and with the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, David, you're gonna, it's going to blow your mind when you hear it, man. I mean, it's wild. And you remember me saying not long ago about um, making mention that I had seen in the first few chapters of um, 40 through 48 that that there were definitely going to be given natural bodies. Yes. Well, it 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 it, it, it blows my mind because it plainly tells you that. It plainly tells you that in the earlier chapters in Ezekiel. I don't know how I missed it. No wonder the Holy Spirit was showing me that because it it untold me that in the book. But we'll go through it. I will hit. We may hit hit on it um tomorrow night or um. A little bit later, but yes, definitely. You can find it between uh, chapters 30 and 40. You, could, you anybody that reads through there in the light, you have to read through it in the light of what I teach in Ezekiel 40 through 48. It it brings it all. It's amazing. But anyway, oh, has anybody written down anything? Oh, I yes, to... yes. Okay. Yes, just seven needs prayer for direction. Amen. Okay. Need direction in the will of God. I'm I'm sure that's what you're talking about. And I would like also you um brother Dave when you open in prayer pray for brother Pete. Specifically for brother Pete that the Lord will surround him with uh protection and everything, keep his vehicle running good and uh keep his health going good and strong. Brother Pete didn't know I was going to ask for that, but I am. And and remember Brother Kevin again as well. Special prayer for Brother Kevin. Because Brother Kevin is the backbone of this whole ministry. Whether you folks out there know it or not, I know it. And I, I appreciate if you keep him in prayer all the time. Not just tonight, but all the time when you pray. I know the basic foundation, the nucleus of this assembly does. But I would like for you out there as well, if you appreciate this in any way, shape, fashion, or form, I would really appreciate that. Pray for Brother David Hummel. Um, I haven't heard from him since he was here the other night. Pray for Brother Sergio, Brother Tony Adams, and his family. Um, all they all covet your prayers. Uh, the prayer was answered for Brother Steve Lipsy's um, sister. She got the job. Y'all know that. I've done announced that. Um, the guy that her um, Mark is going to do something got involved with a lawyer or something about his back business. So he's going to some doctors about his back because he can't work. So keep that in your prayers. It's just, there's always something to pray for. If you believe in prayer, not just Lord take care of me, give me this, give me that. It's not a glorified Santa Claus. And you approach him that way, then you just don't know nothing about prayer. Okay? And I mean that with all love and charity and all that other kind of good stuff. I'm just serious. He's not a glorified Santa Claus. not there to, to sit around and give you everything you want so you can live fat, happy, and sassy, and go die and be with Aunt Susie. Play a harp and flap around with some wings, okay? That's not what it's about. It's about a purpose. It's about a purpose of why you're here. Unless you believe you come from monkeys or, you know, 
or the Lord just rolled the dice and you you happened to pop out and you, all about you just living your life the way you want to. And before I get to preaching, Brother Dave, go ahead and open us in a word of prayer because I'm fixing to get fired up. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come today and we come with humble hearts, Lord. We ask you to show us our weaknesses every day and our sins that we could repent of our sin and come to you with a humble attitude knowing that it's only by your grace, it's only by the blood of Jesus Christ that we are allowed to be called children of God. And Lord, we give thanks for that and we ask right now that if there be any unconfessed sin in our lives that you want to bring to our remembrance at this moment, that you would bring it to us and we plead the blood of Jesus on ourselves and upon this congregation. Yes, Father. And Lord, I pray tonight that as we go through the book of Enoch and the scriptures that you bring to our mind, to our memory, to talk about in reference to these things or to anything that you wish to talk about, Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit would teach us tonight, teach us the things that he desires us to know as the end times congregation, the end time church of God, not us exclusively, but part of it, that we would be equipped for every good work and that we would know the devices of the evil one and we could expose them and do valiant, intelligent, articulate, powerful warfare that incapacitates and disarms the enemy by the power of the word of God, by the spirit of God and by the angels of the Lord Jesus Christ totally rendering their works useless and bringing them down on their head to their own destruction. And Lord, tonight, I I lift up to you, Brother Pete, Lord, and I pray that he'd continue to have good health, Lord, and strengthen his body. We know he's he's not a young man anymore, Lord, and we just pray that he continue to be able to be a good witness and a a good addition to the body of Christ, laboring for the Lord Jesus in the Word and in his works for you, Lord. And I pray that his vehicle and all his earthly possessions, Lord, are are cared for by you, protected from the enemy, from things breaking down needlessly, and all these attacks the devil wants to put on us, here a little, there a little, just to wear us out. Father, I pray that you would protect them in all ways. And I pray for Brother Kevin, Lord, that you would bring new energy into his life and continued rebuilding of health, Lord, and a continued rebuilding of all his faculties and that he would be a sharp tool in your hand, Lord, in every way, a sharp tool to be able to be used by you to all the works to which you have assigned to him to do in this lifetime. And we pray that he'd be able to move up a level, Lord, and be able to even go further into the work and calling that you have on his life and that it wouldn't be a burden to him, but it would be a great joy. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. And I also pray for David, humble, humble Lord, that he would continue to um, develop his relationship with you and have good strength and good jobs and that he'd be protected. And Lord, I just pray that you continue to reveal the truth to him that you've been starting to show him and that he would be able to see them readily as the Holy Spirit reveals them to him. And, Lord, I also pray for Sergio 
out in Vancouver, Brother Sergio, Lord, that you'd continue to strengthen him and allow him to be a great witness for you and to learn the Word of God daily and to learn how to fellowship with you as he walks through life, wherever it may be, though it may be in pressure situations at times or in family situations. Lord, I just pray that he'd learn to walk with you and be your witness and that he would be quick to share the Word of God, quick to share the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever you urge him to. And Lord, I pray that all his earthly possessions are cared for and that he has supply of finances, Lord, beyond what he is expecting, that you would bless him in ways that he isn't even asked for or expected to come. And I pray for this congregation, Lord, that everyone who has a need, that their needs would be met. And you know what they are, Lord. The unspoken requests are many. I pray for Pastor Don, for Cammy, Lord, that her the unspoken request for her is complete, that it's given, that it's on its way and it's even now as I speak being accomplished in that the war is over Lord I pray that the war in this area is being complete by the angels of God and by the spirit of God and that the answer is coming to its fullness and even now is and is coming and Father I pray in the name of Jesus that it's done complete according to all your will the unspoken request, and I pray for Pastor Don, Lord, that you would bring a resolution to his health problem with his knees, and not just those, but you know all of them, Lord, and I pray that he would get the medical attention and that the legal court situation, Lord, that wisdom would be given and that the court, find, you know, would find in favor if it goes to this, and I believe that it probably should but, Lord, you are our counselor. You are the mighty God. You are our advocate. So you're the one that we come to with these legal issues. And so we ask that you pour out wisdom on Pastor Don on what to do in that area. And, Lord, I pray that you continue to protect him on the road, but also protect all the other people, Lord, that there wouldn't be any accidents, near accidents, or any problems with police. I pray all these things in the name of Jesus. So be it. Amen. Father, I pray especially for a, a special revelation of direction for this guest, Father, that asks for direction in their life. Because I know what they're talking about, Father. Um, yes. May the Holy Spirit be real and give a direct, complete answer to the way you want them to go and what you would have for them to do, Lord God. I know what it's like to need direction in your life, and it feels like sometimes that you have no clue. Um, you know, you may even know sometimes when you know your precious book, Father, your will sometimes is uh, hard to get wrapped around. I mean, uh, who can know the mind of God? You know, we don't. There's only some things that we know your perfect will in. Your permissive will is is so uh, far reaching. It'll, just like Paul says in Romans chapter eleven, who hath known the mind of the Lord? You know, how unsearchable are his ways. They're past finding out a lot of times. And I pray that you would um, give this person direction, 
completely, Lord, and let them know that the answer is from you specifically, Lord. And, Father, I pray that you'd bless Brother Tony Adams and Sister Sue and all of his family, Brett, Brian, and Holly. Protect them with supernatural protection. All the grandkids, keep them safe, keep them in good health, Father. Watch over them and take care of them, Father, and do the same for Sister Maureen. Keep her safe, Father, as she works. And Brother Chad, watch over him, Brother David's family. Take care of each and every one of them, Father. Put a special hedge around the young man there, Father, that's going out with his friends and everything, Father. I pray that you would uh, end everything that he's learned about your precious word, Father, that every time a situation would come up where there might be a uh, temptation to go a different way, that the Holy Spirit would speak to him, that he would stay yes, on the straight and narrow path, Lord. Because I know how important that is to parents that love their kids and want them to do right, Father. We know your book says you raise up a child in the way it should go. When he's old, he'll not depart from it. And we put, we we believe that promise, Father, and we accept it by faith. We love you, Lord God, and if you used to come back in the next five seconds, it wouldn't be too late for me. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, Dad, I want you to go back and read the first few verses in the beginning of the book of Enoch, like we usually do, to let everybody know if there's any new people that this book, this book, extra canonical book, this unique book that's uh, quoted twice in the New Testament overtly by Peter and by Jude, that it is written for a specific group of people in a specific time in history. That we want to get that established. Also established for any new listeners that I do not accept this as the same kind of inspired scripture as our canonized scripture. Let me get that straight again, because I got a brother that, that kind of turns his nose up at it when he ought to remember that we were taught that you can find truth in many different places other than the scriptures. The scriptures are unique. That's our perfect truth. That's our final authority. And we should use anything else that where we look for truth, we use this final authority we have to come about the truth in these other things, these other places that we seek truth. We're supposed to prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. So anyway, Brother Chad. I'm sorry, you want me to read which part? The first few verses where it tells that this book with this uh, was written for specific people, a specific oh. time in history. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, is that in chapter one or chapter on the title? One of the first few verses. Oh, okay. Uh, Parable of Enoch in the future, lot of the wicked and the righteous. Chapter one, the words of the blessing of Enoch, wherewith he blessed the elect and righteous who will be living in the day of tribulation when all the wicked and godless are to be removed. And he took up his parable and said, Enoch, a righteous man, whose eyes were opened by God, saw the vision of the Holy One in the heavens, which the angels showed me, and from them I heard everything, and from them I understood as I saw, but not for this generation, but for a remote one, which is for to come. Amen. That's good enough. That's what I wanted to get across. Start out with that. So, Brother Dave, we left off in Enoch's son, Journey to the Underworld. Yes, uh... Chapter 23, right? 
Oh, uh, that's right. Chapter 23. Okay. Let me just... I find what I found what you wanted me to look up, by the way. Okay, and I'm uh, when it's been just a few minutes, well, I'm going to um, let you read that to, to bring a point across, okay? So just hold on to it. I tell, okay, you, no, I tell you what, before we even get started in this, uh, Brother Dave sent me something about talking about, you know, this um, one of um, the Lord's titles in the New Testament in the book of Luke is the Son of Man. And it's also used in the book of Ezekiel. But it's also used here in the book of Enoch. And I want you to hear the type of language that's used in the book of Enoch, referring to the Son of Man. And keep in mind that this book was found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, and it's, it's so that nobody even knows the date, okay? If you wanted to just get, you could say this book was written in, during the time that, well, it had to have been written during the time if it was written by Enoch himself, but that's, that's before Moses. And how did anybody get up, get to know the book of Enoch past the flood? Well, he was Noah was his great 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 grandfather. I mean, Enoch was um, Moses, um, Noah's great 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 grandfather. That's how there was writing before the flood, folks. Oh yes, there was plenty of writing going on before the flood. And I imagine he had a copy of Enoch's writing, either that or verbally. And it was written down. That's how it got through the flood. Didn't say anything about any uh, being scripture in the light of uh, holy men spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. I didn't say that. But it doesn't have to be. You know, you got, well, you, anybody can go to math class and they learn out of a math book that 2 plus 2 is 4. Is that right or wrong? Well, it's truth. It didn't come out of the Bible, but it's true, okay? Period. You can find truth in other places, but we're dealing specifically with spiritual matters here, and we judge everything out of the book of Enoch. We critique it with the Scripture, which is the canonized text, the Word of God. Anyway, go ahead, Brother Dave. I want you to read about the righteousness, all that good stuff. Just I want okay, y'all to I'll listen read. to the phraseology and see if it sounds familiar. Okay, we're going into the Son of Man, the title. Chapter 46, verse 1. And there I saw one who had a head of days, and his head was white like wool. And with him was another being whose countenance had the appearance of a man. And his face was full of graciousness, like one of the holy angels. And I asked the angel who went with me and showed me all the hidden things concerning that son of man, who he was and whence he was, and why he went with the head of days, capitals. And he answered and said unto me, This is the son of man, man, capital, who hath righteousness with him, whom dwelleth righteousness, and who revealeth all the treasures of that which is hidden, because the Lord of Spirits, capitals, hath chosen him, and whose lot hath the preeminence before the Lord of Spirits in uprightness forever. Kind of sounds like, 
ain't it kind of sounds like Paul, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and a uh, little of Revelations there with the hair yeah, white as wool. Yeah, well, white, and, white. and Daniel chapter 7. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Continue on. Okay, in chapter 48, verse 2. And at that hour, that Son of Man, all capitals, was named in the presence of the Lord of Spirits, capitals, and his name before the head of days, all capitals. Yea, before the sun and the signs were created, before the stars of the heaven were made, his name was named before the Lord of Spirits. He shall be a staff to the righteous, whereon to stay themselves and not fall. And he shall be the light of the Gentiles. Wow. The the light of the Gentiles. Yes. That was... Folks, this is in the book of Enoch, out of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Before anybody else come up with any of this other stuff, a lot to the Gentiles, like it says in the book of Isaiah. Continue mm-hmm. on, brother. And the hope of those who are troubled of her, all who dwell on earth shall fall down and worship before him, and will praise and bless and celebrate with song the Lord of Spirits. Chapter 62. And thus the Lord commanded the kings and the mighty and the exalted and those who dwell on the earth and said, Open your eyes and lift up your horns if you are able to recognize the elect one, capitals. And the Lord of spirits seated him on the throne of his glory. And the spirit of righteousness was poured out upon him. And the word of his mouth, excuse me. Okay, you and said the word. It. Sorry. That's okay, brother. We're just talking over one another. I apologize. Uh-huh. Go ahead and finish, and then I'll make a comment. Okay. And the Lord of Spirit seated him on the throne of his glory, and the spirit of righteousness was poured out upon him, and the word of his mouth slays all the sinners, and all the unrighteous are destroyed from before his face. And there shall stand up in that day all the kings and the mighty, and the exalted, and those who hold the earth. And they shall see and recognize how he sits on the throne of his glory, and righteousness is judged before him, and no lying word is spoken before him. And all the kings and the mighty and the exalted, and those who rule the earth, shall fall down before him on their faces, and worship and set their hope upon that Son of Man, all capitals, and petition him and supplicate for mercy at his hands. That's some wild stuff, man. Notice that the, notice the different categories. The kings, the mighty ones, all those different categories. Yes, yes. Mighty ones, you know. Well, yeah, what is that with right. Rephaim. Yeah, that's right. It's Gaborim, probably. It's got mm-hmm. something to do with divine counsel. Definitely. Definitely. Got something to do with that. But it, it just like it says, just like in, the, in Matthew, it says, when the Lord sits on the throne of his glory, see? The Lord's got a throne that he sits on. It's called the throne of his glory. That's yeah. not the throne that you read in Ezekiel that David sets on. 
see. Oh, man, we I could spin off, and here we would go talking about the second coming of David and the second coming of Jeremiah and the second coming of Isaiah. See, all that's in the Scripture, folks. You don't know that. Maybe you do. If you do, give me a call. We can do some Bible study together, okay, if you knew that. If you knew that David was going to come back in the flesh, as a human being with a new heart that pumps blood and have more kids, if you knew that. Give me a call. Let's talk. That means you're a Bible student. That doesn't mean you followed somebody else down a primrose path that told you a lie, that didn't tell you the truth of what the book says. See, that's what I was kind of referring to before the program started about what the Lord was showing me this afternoon as I was going through... um, those 10 chapters of Ezekiel over and over and over again, stuff started popping out that I knew was true because I teach it in the last eight chapters of Ezekiel and the Lord, the Holy Spirit was just saying, yep, here it is, yep, here it is, yep, here it is, here's where it is. I'll I'll give you a hint. It's it's around there where the dry bones live, okay? Those bones, you know, the hip bone connected to the thigh bone, all that, you know? And all them sticks become one that put them stick, the stick of Joseph and all that stuff that people's got this, some of this wild doctrine about. I mean, for me, I mean to say wild. But it all goes together with the last eight chapters of Ezekiel, not what's being taught out there among the carnal idiot group. All right? Totally different. But the throne of his glory is a different throne. It said it was promised from the beginning that Christ would sit on the throne of his father David. That's never happened yet. It has to happen. The scriptures cannot be broken. He will sit on David's throne in the millennium. Okay? And he'll also sit on the throne of his glory. Just to get, just to throw you a nugget, they're in two different locations, and I'll leave it at that. Continue on, brother David, or we'll be in Ezekiel if I keep on. Yes, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus right. Christ is Lord. That's right, and that's what they're doing. Um, just a note here: last night I could barely talk, and my throat was so red and swollen that I couldn't hardly swallow. But it's a fair bit better tonight. But if I lose it at some point, I'll give you a warning and say I, I've got to stop. But you know, it can hardly swallow. I'm sorry, brother. I didn't know you. you... No, yeah, it's not so bad right now. So anyway, I'll keep going. Okay. Uh, chapter sixty-nine, and there was great joy amongst them, and they blessed and glorified and extolled because the name of that Son of Man, capitals, had been revealed unto them. Whoa, the name of the Son of Man had been revealed unto them. Wow, so there's, you know, right there it's saying he's the Son of Man, but he has a special name. He sure does. That's the name of who, Brother Chad, shall ever be bound? Uh, Jesus Christ. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> amen. Jehovah saves, yes. Amen, amen. amen. Oh, continue on, Dave. And he sat on the throne of his glory. And the sum of judgment was given unto the Son of Man, 
and he caused the sinners to pass away and be destroyed from off the face of the earth. And those who have led the world astray, with chains shall they be bound. And in their assemblage place of destruction shall they be imprisoned. And all their works vanish from the face of the earth. And from henceforth there shall be nothing corruptible. Wow. For the Son of Man has appeared. And his seated himself on the throne of his glory, and all evil shall pass away before his face, and the word of that Son of Man shall go forth and be strong before the Lord of Spirits. And that's good stuff, man. That, that, that sounds like it's out of the canonized text. It's so good. Yeah, it's so but you know good. Why, you know why? Because every bit of that's in the canonized text, just in mm-hmm. different words. Yeah, and in different places, not all in, in different places. Place. You got the Book yeah. of Revelation. Some of it's out of Revelation. Some of it's out of Psalms. Some of it's out of Apostle Paul's writings. Some of it's out of Isaiah. <laughs> it's all over the place. That's what was really uh, grabbing me, Pastor. Was there was so much New Testament stuff in there, and we know that this book of Enoch is is pre pre Christ. So it's it's amazing. Yeah, it sure is. It, yeah. it, it, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. But anyway. We'll get back now, and we'll go, we'll take a dive down into the underworld, and before we get started in this, let me just say this, anybody, if you have got any doubt, if you're a Bible believer and you've got any doubt about another world underneath your feet, if you've read Ezekiel 30 through 33 and got any doubt about there being another world underneath your feet, then you just don't believe the Word of God. It's called the nether parts of the earth. We're fixing to take a trip down there here with Enoch, but in the canonized text, it's called the nether parts of the earth. Now, what is it? What is, what separates that from the land of the living? In, in Ezekiel, it's called, there's a difference. It's the nether world is the Antithesis and the thesis is the land of the living. There's a thesis antithesis. And you'll find that in those three chapters, Ezekiel 30, 31, 32, and 33. Go read it. You believe it? It's like, Abraham, you're going to have a star? Kids like the stars of heaven, old man. You believe that, Abraham? I believe it, Lord. <laughs> you must be senile, old man. You really believe that? Like I said the other night, and I speak reverently, Lord. I'm just ad-libbing. Just giving you an idea how that's said, because it really happened, see. Abraham believed God with his outrageous promise, and it was imputed to him for righteousness. And that's the way you're supposed to accept God's words. Though they may sound totally out there, you're supposed to do like Father Abraham and believe them. That's true belief. I didn't say head knowledge. I said true belief like I said Friday night. And true belief 
instigates action in your life to where there's a showing that you believe it. You believe that God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You believe that? Shall supply all your need. Not wants. Need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Do you believe that? Do you apply it in your life? Do you live your life like that? Does that dictate your finances like that? The things that you do. For we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's one of them wild ones. You believe it? I do. Every blessed word. And I act accordingly. And I teach it and I practice what I preach. To be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. You believe that? You you believe that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints? You believe that? You believe that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose? You believe that? You believe if you ask anything according to his will, he'll answer it? You believe that? Promises, promises. Abraham believed God. God said, okay, because you believe this wild story, I'm going to give you my righteousness, and the ones that come through you come come through your seed, plus those that are adopted in, I'm going to give them my righteousness as well. See, that's how salvation is tied in to Father Abraham's reason. Paul uses him. Talks all about it in Romans 2, 3, and 4. Anyway, before I get back to the New Testament, continue on, brother. Okay. Okay, so last week we finished uh, chapter 22, right? Mm Mm-hmm which was uh, on Sheol or the Underworld. And um, Chad read the Ethiopic and I read the Greek. So now we're getting into chapter 23 and the title is The Fire That Deals with the Luminaires of Heaven. Wait just a minute. I've I've gotten lost somewhere now. Yeah, we finished chapter 22. uh, the, The parables... The first parable, the second parable, the book of Noah, a fragment. Where am I? What am I missing here? Okay. I, I don't um, see what you're talking about. Are you in the uh, the index right now? Yeah, Enix journey into the into the um, to the earth and Sheol. Yeah, okay, so that's in between, that's Enoch's journey through the earth and Sheol is in between chapter 16 and 17. That's the title there. Now, if you go down from that title and you click on 20, 
three, which is XX111, or right. I, 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 guess. I, 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 I know. I got it. Okay. <laughs> That's where we're at. We finished 22. Remember, Chad would read, and then I would read. Right, 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 right. Okay. Now, let me, cl- let me click on the other one and see what pops up here. Uh-huh. Fire. Got you. Go ahead. Okay. The fire that deals with <clears throat> the luminaries of heaven. From thence I went to another place, to the west of the ends of the earth. And I saw burning fire which ran without resting and paused not from its course day or night but ran regularly hold on, hold, hold, hold on just a second let me I'm, I'm thinking i'm trying to figure this out in my mind um west of the ends of the earth mm-hmm. <clears throat> and i saw a burning burning fire Ran without resting, like almost like another sun. Yep, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, my matter of fact, this ain't got nothing to do with that, but you said sun. It just reminded me uh, I was in Isaiah today also, and the Lord says in, in, uh, that he's going to put a, a big, uh, in the day of darkness, he's going to put a cloud in front of the sun that's going to make it go dark. And you know all these pictures that they're showing where there's clouds behind, you can see clouds behind the sun. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Well, there's a verse of scripture that backs it up. It's in Isaiah. Uh-huh. There you go. Wow. That's wild. So this is west of the ends of the earth, so this would be on the other side of the firmament? Is that where That's what I'm getting? trying to figure out. West. I'm trying to think of aurora borealis and stuff like that connected with seeing the reflection off the firmament of this burning. Anyway, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Yeah. People are not Thank following you. along on the platter. Right. They won't have a clue what we're talking about. So you just It, it sounds kind of like a uh, running fire, like a river of fire. Yeah, it sounds like but, a lake. I mean, a river of fire. Yeah, yeah. a river going maybe even like a lake. That's yeah. biblical. Uh, number uh, chapter 3, or verse 3, And I asked, saying, What is this which rests not? Then Raguel, one of the holy angels who was with me, answered and said unto me, This course of fire which thou hast seen is the fire in the west which persecutes all the luminaries of, he- luminaries of heaven. Chapter 24. Those luminaries, folks, if you haven't been with us through the whole book, are the ones that get out of their courses. They're the stars that don't follow the courses that's pre-prescribed to them by God. So, so just are you saying that. That, that luminaries are angels? They're right. personalities. Right. Oh, and they can be punished. That's right. Whereas you wouldn't punish a burning globe of gas would you <laughs> no that's just uh, that's fairy tale stuff that that those that galaxy stuff no that's fairy tale stuff absolutely <laughs> absolutely okay chapter 24 the seventh oh, by the way if anybody doubts it it's all computer uh if you think i'm making it up there's not a single there's no picture it's all computer um imaging and, and photography and it's all uh, it's all cgi as I tell you, it, it, to tell you that, 
Not my opinion. It tells you it's all CGI. Computer graphic, imaging. Yes. Not actual photographs. Composite pictures put Composite together. Composite pictures through. put together. Yeah. In other words, they'll tell you the truth, but yes, you'll believe it's what you, they tell you they want you to believe. Even though they've sat there and told you it's not a real picture. Do I hear stupid from anybody? <laughs> yes, it, you've heard that from us lots of times. And absolutely, I, and I'm, I'm, I can finger. go in front of a mirror, and when I think about yeah. how stupid I was, it yeah. stared me in the face, and I'll just shake my head, you know. That's crazy. I was just about to say, and I got a big finger pointing at my face right That's now. Right. Me too, brother. Amen. Amen. Because, man, I was into that stuff. But anyway, go ahead, brother. Okay, chapter 24. For um, Chad, would you like to read the next chapter for yeah, me? Yeah, brother Chad, take over for brother Dave because of his voice. Just the next one. We'll go. I'll go yeah. when you do one. Back yeah, that, that sounds okay. good. Uh, chapter twenty-four. I'll do and that. From, you can do twenty-five. Oh, you're going to do twenty-four? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The seven mountains in the northwest and the tree of life. Verse one. And from thence I went to another place of the earth. And he showed me a mountain range of fire which which burnt day and night. And I went before it and saw seven magnificent mountains, all differing each from the other. And the stones thereof were magnificent and beautiful, magnificent as a whole of glorious appearance and fair exterior. Three towards the east, one founded on the other, and three towards the south one upon the other, and deep rough ravines, no one of which joined with each other. And the seven mountains, mountain, was, excuse me, let me start that verse again, verse 3, and the seventh mountain was in the midst of these, and it excelled them in height, resembling the seat of a throne, and fragrant trees encircled the throne. And amongst them, was a tree such as I had never yet smelled. Neither was any amongst them, nor were others like it. It had a fragrance beyond all fragrance, and its leaves and blooms and wood wither not forever, and its fruit it is beautiful, and its fruit resembles the dates of a palm. Then I said, How beautiful is this tree and fragrant, and its leaves are fair, and its blooms very delightful in appearance. Then answered Michael, one of the holy and honored angels, who was with me and was their leader. Michael is the angel that stands for the children of Israel, folks, according to Daniel 12. All right, Brother Chad. 25, and he said unto me, Enoch, why dost thou ask me regarding the fragrance of the tree? And why dost thou wish to learn the truth? Then I answered him, saying, I wish to know about everything, but especially about this tree. And he answered, saying, This high mountain which thou hast seen, whose summit is like the throne of God, is his throne, capital his, where the Holy Great One, the Lord of glory, the eternal King, will sit when he shall come down to visit the earth with goodness. Sound like Mount Zion to me. 
Yeah, that's that's very good. Mm. The holy mountain Zion. What it sounds like to me. You can look in the last few verses in uh, Isaiah chapter nineteen, and you can also look at the and you can look in Zephaniah chapter Zephaniah. I said not Zechariah. Zephaniah chapter two and chapter three, and you'll run across that same holy Mount Zion. Anyway, go ahead, brother. Mm-hmm. So that's where he'll sit when he visits the earth with goodness. And as for this fragrant tree, no mortal is permitted to touch it till the great judgment, when he shall take vengeance on all and bring everything to its consummation forever. It shall then be given to the righteous and holy. Its fruit shall be for food to the elect. It shall be transplanted to the holy place, to the temple of the Lord, the eternal king. Oh, that's interesting. Revelation chapter 22, verse 15. Go there. Revelation chapter 22, verse 14 and 15. Okay. Revelations 22, 14 and 15. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Absolutely. Now this tree here where he's at is going to be transplanted, it just told you, to to, a, to the holy place. Yes. To the temple. Go back up and read uh, 10... Through 15, there in Revelation 22. 10 to 15, okay. Revelation chapter 22, verse 10. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And, behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Now this says in verse 5 that it is a fruit that shall be for food for the elect. Yes. But it ain't the elect you and I, because we don't have to eat off of no tree for nothing. We get our righteousness from Jesus Christ. This would be the elect Israelites? That's elect Israelites that go through the law of the house and come out the other end, and they get to go into the New Jerusalem. That's what I want you to do is go far enough up in the chapter where it talks about and I saw a tree in the midst of the city, and on it had twelve manners of fruit. And the and the fruit of the trees, leaves of the trees, were for the healing of the nations. And they that had that they, they that come into it are the nations from the outside. There ain't nothing going on inside. It's the ones on that on the outside. They get they're able to come in because of their righteousness. 
partake of that tree of life and live forever. Yeah, it's up in verse 2. Start there, Chad. Just start at verse 1. Yeah, so, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it. Okay, now I'll tell y'all, you don't believe a word I'm fixing to tell you, go check me out. In Ezekiel 43:48, there's also a tree there. But it's a different tree, and it's for, for a different purpose. Don't you believe a word I said? You go check it out. They ain't the same. And things different ain't the same, folks. They ain't the same. In 22.15, it says, Blessed are they that keep his commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life and enter into the gates of the city. Is that what not? I'm not there. I'm quoting it. Is that not what it says, guys? Verse 14, yes. Verse 14, excuse me. I got guys off by one. Those people had to work for their eternal life whoever they are. Well, I've taught y'all ad nauseum who they are. It ain't got, that ain't the bride. The bride's sitting down there with the Holy Spirit and the Lord saying, whosoever will, let him come at the end of the chapter. But we're studying Enoch. We're not studying that tonight, so continue on here in Enoch. Just showing you that it's got biblical basis, it's got canonized um backing up, okay? That's what I'm trying to do is show you that. Verse 6. Okay. Then shall they rejoice with joy and be glad, and into the holy place shall they enter. I bet they'll be glad (laughs) after going through that law of the house. You got that right. (laughs) Some relief there. There's some some joyous occasion. And into the holy place shall they enter, and its fragrance shall be in their bones. And they shall live a long life on earth, such as thy fathers lived. And in their days shall no sorrow or plague or torment or calamity touch them. Folks, these and, people are natural. You got that? They're not supernaturally immortal. They're not they're not the ones that put on immortality. Do you want me to, to give you the definition of immortality? The definition of immortality is is immortal. You don't die. These people just live a long life. There's a reference to it in Isaiah where it talks about when a child a child that we think of a child today at three or four years old will be a hundred of our years, and it'll still be a child in Isaiah. The reference to this in Isaiah, it's in, it's in chapter, uh, between chapter 50 and 60. Okay? Go find it and read it yourself. 
that that their things are going to change. It's going to go back. There's going to something that's going to go back to the way it was, like when Adam lived almost to be a thousand years old. Okay. Like all that long lifespans that people try to make up, as it says, is allegorical and nobody lived that long. All that, that that ain't true, folks. They're liars. After the flood, lifespan started coming down to where the average lifespan is 70 years old. That's on an average, and 10 if by strength. Somebody that was fortunate enough to not get poisoned food from the government and eat healthy, okay? and get plenty of exercise or whatever. Go ahead, brother. Then blessed I the God of glory, the eternal king, who hath prepared such things for the righteous and hath created them and promised to give them. End of chapter. Next chapter. Are you going there, Brother Dave, or do you want me to do it? Oh, sorry. I thought I had to move on. Go ahead. Jerusalem and the mountains, ravines and streams, chapter 26. And I went from thence to the middle of the earth, and I saw a blessed place in which there were trees with branches abiding and blooming of a dismembered tree. Where did he go? <laughs> middle of the earth. If you weren't going to say it, I was. Did, uh, yeah. did you folks hear that? Middle of the earth? Mm-hmm. All you folks that want to run to Enoch and use it, um, boys, it's slammed up flat earth. Rob Skiba, do you believe that there's Middle Earth? Do you believe that there is another world underneath your feet? That there's something that separates the land of the living from the nether world? Do you believe that too? You can't pick and choose. You can't have one without the other, is my point. That's my problem with the hypocrites. They pick and choose. You either believe it all or you don't believe none of it. You can't pick One thing I, I really appreciate about the book of Enoch is the Hebrew cosmology that's laid out in it. Oh, absolutely. It is, it's stellar. I mean, they go into he goes into great detail. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. And I mean, it is it is identically the way it's laid out. It's in detail in Enoch and everything in the Word of God. The canonized text backs up every bit of it. Yes. Windows and heaven doors and the windows in the firmament doors and the firmament all back every bit of it's backed up in Enoch. Yeah, and Tartarus. And yes, and Tartarus. Sheol, the bottomless pit, the abyss, you know, even outer darkness, I think, okay? And the but, firmament. I think yes, you mentioned that. firmament, yeah. and it, that place where Enoch we read last last week or week before, whenever the last oh, time yeah. we was here, that place. The where, on the other side. On the other side yes. where it was a bad place and dark. Mm. And Christ says, cast them into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ain't nowhere in the scriptures in, in the canonized text that tells you where that outer darkness is. No, it doesn't. Everybody will tell you it's a metaphor or allegorical. Well, Enoch says it's on the other side of the firmament. Hmm. 
Well, go ahead, brother. Verse 2. And there I saw a holy mountain, and underneath the mountain to the east there was a stream, and it flowed towards the south. And I saw towards the east another mountain higher than this, and between them a deep and narrow ravine. In it also ran a stream underneath the mountain. Now, and and, 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 and folks, just stop and think about this for a second. Here you're reading in a book that there's a lot of controversy about, which is this popped up and became super popular in the last days, which we think are the end times. This comes when knowledge shall be increased, and it tells you there's a Middle Earth. And what does Hollywood do? Tells you there's a Middle Earth. Lord of the Rings. Yes. Middle Earth. Oh, man. Could I ever go off on that? You can break that down into metaphor and you different. Anyway, go ahead, brother. Verse 4, and to the west thereof there was another mountain, lower than the former, and of small elevation, and a ravine deep and dry. Between them and another deep and dry ravine was at the extremities of the three mountains. And all the ravines were deep and narrow, being formed of hard rock, and trees were not planted upon them. And I marveled at the rocks, and I marveled at the ravine. Yea, I marveled very much. End of chapter. Next chapter, Brother Chad. Okay. Chapter 27, The Purpose of the Accursed Valley. Uh, This is what we were talking about today, Chad, by the way. Mm, Okay. Then said I, for what object is this blessed land, which is entirely filled with trees, and this accursed valley between? <laughs> then Uriel, one of the holy angels who was with me, answered and said, This accursed valley is for those who are cursed forever. Here shall all the accursed be gathered together who utter with their lips against the Lord unseemly words and of his glory speak hard things. Folks, in Ezekiel chapter 30 through 33, it tells you to, I'm going to break it down in just some simple lingo, that there's apartment complexes in the sides of these ravines for the wicked. Mm. I'm just, it doesn't say apartments, it, but it tells you there's special places. And there's one group, that's got a special place set aside, and they got their weapons with them. We've went through it so many times in the past, and none, and, and probably not 2% of anybody out there in the listening audience has got one bit of interest in it. I'm just telling you, it tells you that in, in your Bible. Go read it. Special places in the sides of these ravines. Chad, you, I didn't tell you that today. I was waiting for the day now. You know it's in the Bible. You can go mm-hmm. it later on. Go ahead. And then there's uh, two versions of the next 
part of this verse, the E and the G. The E says, here shall they be gathered together, and here shall be their place of judgment. In the last days there shall be upon them the spectacle of righteous judgment in the presence of the righteous forever. Here shall the merciful bless the Lord of glory, the eternal king. And I got something out by the side of it too. G. Yeah, what did G say? uh, G says, here shall they be gathered together and here shall be the place of their habitation. In the last times, in the days of the true judgment, in the presence of the righteous forever, here shall the godly bless the Lord of glory, the eternal. Know ye not the saints shall judge the world? Know ye not ye shall judge angels? Doesn't it say the righteous are going to be here too? Yeah. 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 Well, First Corinthians tells you you're going to judge the world, and you're also going to judge angels. That means you done been judged. So your you was ju- your your sin was judged at the cross, and your works and your reward and inheritance is, is judged and given out to you at the judgment seat of Christ. So you're able to be able to do the judgment on the world and angels later. And anybody that ain't got sense, spiritual sense enough to figure that out that your judgment comes first, so you'll be able to do that, your cognitive dissonance is so bad that I don't know if there's any cure for it. Continue. Verse 4, in the days of judgment over the former, they shall bless him for the mercy in accordance with which he has assigned them their lot, in brackets. Hmm. You see, folks, there's seven judgments in the canonized text. Seven different judgments. Did you know that? I think I did a program on it before, about three years ago. Or maybe I'm thinking about, is either the seven baptisms or the seven mysteries of the seven judgments. I Maybe I hadn't done one on the judgments yet. That's in the canonized text, seven judgments. A lot of people think, oh, there's just one. No, there's seven. Next chapter. Oh, there's verse five. Oh. Uh, then I blessed the Lord of glory and set forth his glory and lauded him gloriously. Okay. We'll go one more chapter and we'll stop. Brother Dave? Yes, chapter 28, Further Journey to the East, three verses. And And thence I went towards the east into the midst of the mountain range of the desert. All I I want to stop here and say is, folks, don't forget where he's at. You'll lose that frame of reference if you don't remember he's in the he's in the he's underneath your feet. Okay. Remember the other night we went Samuel came up from underneath our feet when the witch of Endor called him up came up out of the, from under the ground. Yes. 
And remember how I've been harping and spitting about those people that are under the earth the Bible talks about? Like I said, go read about the netherworld. Ezekiel 30 through 33, go read it. There's a it, it there's thesis antithesis right there in three chapters. Land of the living and the netherworld in the pit. They're all that. It's all there, folks. Just go read it now, whether you believe it or not. That's hey. You believe that you you're gonna be like that, gonna have kids like the stars of heaven. Abraham, yep, I believe you, God. That's just like our father to make something so just it it pleases God for you to believe what he says. It makes him smile. Do you know why that that's the only way you can please him? See? Apistos, faith. Without faith, it is impossible. Possible to please him. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And you, when you don't believe what he says, do I have to tell you what the flip side of that is? Still want to be a Christian? Still a Christian? Still love God, don't you? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Because he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 11, 6. It goes right along with, without faith, it's impossible to please him. That's the rest of the verse I just quoted. See, I'm trying. The point I'm trying to drive home tonight, folks, is the simple point of belief, actual belief. And you know, the the more I try to do it and ask the Spirit of God, the more I understand how brainwashed and how electronically um, polluted everybody's brains are in this generation we live in. How you're affected by the the no telling how many electronic waves and vibrations that flow through your brain, plus the foods you eat, the metals in your body. I can go on and on and on, and I know that without a supernatural act of God, it'd probably be impossible for you to really, really believe some of this stuff. You've got to, I mean, you've got to understand how awesome God is, how powerful he is, and how much control he has on everything that takes place. And what a, and what a powerful adversary we have. And, how the, what a, and what a horrendous battle is taking place as we speak right now. Once the words from the Word of God come out of my mouth, the Holy Spirit 
takes those words and there's immediate battle that takes place in the milli whatever second what you want between the time it leaves it comes into my heart out my mouth if it's the word of God the spirit of God takes it there's immediate adversarial fight and everything to come then then it goes into your before it goes into your ears there's already a battle taking place and then according to the condition of your heart and your condition to with the Lord your personal relationship with him it depends on whether you believe it or not amen that's how fine tuned this thing is I bet you never even thought about it that way, have you? If you've kicked back to watching Fox News, I know you hadn't. You just you just, you just add to the problem. I mean, my God, it sounds hopeless. It, it and, and uh, a preacher, beat it, uh, somebody that that studies and stays in the book. And don't want nothing to do with anything but the book. They, it, it makes them all, almost want to pull their hair out. But then the Holy Spirit says, it ain't up to you whether they believe or don't believe. See? See, I understand that. That don't make it any easier because I care. If I didn't care, I'd just rattle off a few sentences and make a few statements, give a few verses, and shut it up. And just that'd be it. If I didn't care. Is that plain, guys? Sure is. And what we can do when we understand and, and the Lord shows us things about what's going on in this tremendous battle today course the, the battle has been going on since before there even was us on earth or anyone else on earth before creation but it is just ratcheting up right now in a big way and when we know how to pray effectively we can roll back the enemy's influence his interference and it can be made that he is his interference is void at times when it's God's will. But if God wants someone to be deceived, hey, no sins, it's going to happen. But we pray by the Holy Ghost, and I believe our war, our weapons of our war, Go warfare, the word of six, God. Brother Chad, Ephesians chapter 6, while David's talking. Already we there. Can, <laughs> we can have this atmosphere rolled back where it's Holy Ghost time, <clears throat> lifting up the Lord Jesus Christ time, and no one else gets any glory. No one else gets even any mention, not even an irreprobate mention. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. But those times, i got to admit, they're not as often. Well, they're slim and and few and far between because, folks, the reason everything is is, is shot to hell, you know why? It's because of us. Amen. It's our fault. Oh, yeah. If you if you're one of the ones that run around out there trying to blame something on every, blame your problems on everybody else, 
you you don't stand a snowball's chance in hell to ever understand <laughs> spiritual things. You don't you don't stand a chance because you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You see, you don't wrestle against flesh and blood if you believe the book. If see, we're back to belief again. We're back to pistos. We're back to belief, faith. I want you to, I want, and, and what I just got through explaining that scenario, what takes place between preaching and that, that space in between to the hearer, that thing, that battle that takes place, this is what you've got to be able to use to fight against that. I want you to read, Brother Chad, are elements of our armor, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's something that uh, because this get a... is all you've got, folks. This is you. This is all you've got for armor against what I just got through explaining to you. See, I say you thought you thought it was just going to church, throwing a dollar bill in the offering plate on Sunday, and going about your life, didn't you? Or something along those lines, or listen to a bunch of YouTube clips. And people picking out stuff that just ear tickling crap. That's what you thought the Christian life was about, right? Are you as white and rotten as you was bad and wrong, and everything's gonna be fine? You're just gonna have a split level home and drive a Cadillac and have a good job in the end. That was your idea, of heaven, right? That's ba- that that's a that's hyperbole, I know, but that's basically all that's taught out there in the Anglo-Israel truth. That's about the size of it. And I said, I know it's hyperbole and exaggeration, but that's about the size of it. I, how do I know? Because I've listened to them for years. I know what they teach. If that's what you want to call it, teaching, Anyway, Brother Chad, read the armor. This is the armor you need to do something to make you, to make changes come about in your life because of what I just got through explaining to you that takes place, okay? Yeah. Brother, Brother Chad, just just start bro, just start up there in uh in verse um eight and read on down through there, okay? Sure. Yeah, how about just take it right from 11, 11 through 18. 18 is, is what Dave mentioned. Let's say Ephesians six eleven. put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, Take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, 
wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. See there, folks. Everything he just read, you could chop it. That sounds like a normal Sunday night of me screaming and spitting and slobbering. Okay? Just in different ways. Brother Dave, you got anything you want to add? No, that's that that verse, those verses in in Ephesians, you know, make it very clear. And see, Paul even he even breaks it down. He even gets down to more nitty gritty. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How, Lord, casting down every imagination. And every thought that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. See, folks, you see how different what this program is about in contrast to what is called Christianity out there? The difference between biblical Christianity and false crap. Just one thing I would say would be that this program, by experience, it is handling a sword. It's using a weapon. Other people are informing, some of it interesting, some of it nonsense. This program is conducting war. This program is attacking the enemy and attacking our sinful flesh. That's been my experience that That's this what it's program to be about. is about Absolutely. warfare in the spirit. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Our, our motto could be, we could just call it 2 Timothy 2.15. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and folks, let me back up real quick like and say this ain't got nothing to do with us in the flesh. We're not talking about we're great and everybody else is bad. Don't you even get that thought in your head. Anything that comes good out of this out of this assembly is by the mercy and grace of God. Hallelujah. And every bit of the glory goes to the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're not nothing but a bunch of sinners saved by grace. Destined for hell. Amen. We're saved. Amen. Amen. That's it. Don't claim to be any different. Just trying to fulfill a calling. That's all. And doing a bad job at that. Serving the king. Serving the king here. Just just trying right to serve the king, to serve the one we love. Man. Brother Chad, dismiss us in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you all the thanks, all the glory, Lord. Thank you for the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit that dwells within us, Lord. It's uh, 
always a special time that we're able to come together using this technology, Lord, for the, for the good of, of your name and your glory, Father in heaven, and our precious Lord, Jesus Christ, our Savior, the one that who, who went to the cross, became sin for us. You knew no sin, Lord, and you nailed it to the cross, that one propitiation for all time, redeeming us with your blood, Lord. We give you all the thanks for that, Lord, sealing us until the day of redemption, choosing us from before time, to fill those spots that, that you need filled, Lord. We ask that you prepare us in these days and you you, you gird our loins with the truth and and uh, you make you you give us that shield of faith, Lord. You know that we that we bury ourselves in your book, Lord. You've given us your words. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Lord. And you've given us all that we need for our faith, Lord. That we have the shield that is large and mighty, Lord, that the the wily those Starts of the devil can't come near us, Lord. As long as we, as long as we stay in Your Word, we know this is the truth, Lord. We have a helmet of salvation that You've given us, Lord, and that breastplate of righteousness. That's that's You, Lord. We have no righteousness of our own. We have nothing of our own. All that we have is of You, Lord. And we thank You for all that we have, Lord. The socks on our feet, the the sheets on our bed, Lord. The the roof above our head, Lord. The the food in our belly. The water in our in our the water in our belly as well, Lord, that you've provided for us. All these things come from you, Lord, and you've promised that you would never that you would you would supply us all these things, Lord. All we have to do is to have faith in you and and serve you. Because you are a good God, you are a righteous God. And you reward your your children, Lord. And we thank you so much that for rewarding our your servants and, and taking care of us, Lord chastening us when we need chastening and we send all our prayers to all those in the assembly tonight lord that their needs be met and we 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 pray to you lord that we'd be able to meet back here again tomorrow night lord and uh and praise your holy name again lord and uh you know i know i'll be going straight to the book right before i right before i sleep lord i'll be praying for all those in the assembly all those that we mentioned earlier brother brian and it's hallelujah, Lord. Thank you so much for answering that prayer, Lord. Yes, Father. That's been one that's been very special yeah. and close to me, Lord. And that's, uh, um, you know, I'm almost in tears. Uh, I am in tears, Lord, for, for you answering the prayers, uh, that one, and, and all the prayers you answer, Lord. It's it's truly amazing. You know, it's a mystery. It's a great mystery, as Paul said. And we thank you so much for Paul giving us the example of the greatest Christian that ever lived, Lord. Father. And that uh, you've given him the authority to, to speak on your behalf and to say, you know, that, that, that we can follow him, Lord, in, in all honesty and all truth, that uh, what, we've, what we hear from our brother Paul, that, uh, that, is, that is your word, Lord. That is your will. That is your commandments. Those are the, that's how you know if we love you, Lord, that we follow your commandments. And uh, we're just so thankful, Lord. Thankful for all things. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you know, help us, help us in what we need, Lord. Edify us, magnify, magnify the gifts that you've given us, Lord. As it as it is to your will that we be able to use those gifts in in ways that that we never knew before, Lord. You know, give us the might. Give us, give us the ability of counsel. Give us, give us the righteous judgment, and especially the fear, the fear of the judgment seat, Lord. 
it's coming one day and uh it's a frightening it's a frightening prospect lord so help us be prepared for that moment lord forgive us any un, un unrepented sins show us what we need to know lord that we may be able to turn to you and plead your precious blood cover our sins lord that we may fellowship with you and get to know you better and better day by day verse by verse lord rightly dividing the word of truth for your sake and your sake alone amen 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 brother Doug. amen contact information for don spears ministries telephone number is three three four three nine seven two three 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 again that's three three four three nine seven two three 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 the email address is respect to the lord at yahoo.com and you can go to paypal and you can enter pastor don's paypal account which is the same as his email which is respect to the lord at yahoo.com that's his account number at paypal and you can make an offering to the lord jesus christ into this ministry that serves the Lord. And the mailing address for Pastor Don, where you can send cards, letters, thank you notes, um, you know, you can say how this ministry, you can, you know, encourage Pastor Don about how this ministry has touched you, what the Lord has done to you, you know, and the prayers that have been answered and so on. And you can also do uh you know send an offering by snail mail to Pastor Don's home address at three one five five Louisville Street, apartment D one, Clio, Alabama, and the zip code is three six zero one seven three six zero one seven. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good job, guys. Good job. God bless each and every one of you in the chat room. I appreciate you being there tonight. But that's my heart. It is an honor. It is truly an honor to have you there, and I appreciate you being there. And may God's grace go with you throughout the night, his protection, and Lord willing and help permitting, we'll meet back tomorrow night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Always in this way. Even from the beginning, men hated Jesus. Even though he did nothing but love them and teach them and heal them, they nailed him to a cross. They thought they had killed him, but they only set him free to live in the hearts of people like you and me who believe in him. Then came the apostles, and most of them were killed for telling other people about Jesus. But by that time, it was too late. There were hundreds of people who believed in Jesus. So they tortured him and killed him, and they even left their bodies to rot as an example to other people. But the church kept right on growing, watered by the blood of these precious saints. What's that? Did they want to die? No. They didn't want to die. I mean, many of them had children just like you that they had to leave behind. But they were forced to make a choice. I mean, they could choose to live this one life here on earth and reject Jesus and be damned where they could choose to believe in the words of Jesus and live forever.
in your life. But if you are, I know which choice you're going to make. Because I know that Jesus lives inside of you. In the meantime, just pray like I taught you how to. Take care of your mom.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.